Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another episode of BTP Podcast. Let's talk edition. As always, I'm joined with Dan. How's it going? What up, my man, buddy? How's it How are you? Good seeing you. It's so glad to be. I'm, I'm really so happy to be here right now and just to see your face. You've gone full nerd mode right now. I love the background. Like, literally, you are now a total real physicist, 100%. And I love, you know, the background is pretty cool. So just uh, can't wait to get started to share our ideas with our great listeners. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, likewise. Uh, thank you, first of all, for the compliment. Yes, it's been uh, going on for a while. <laughs> so one good question, by the way, Pujic. So now you've basically officially graduated, right? Yeah, well, one more semester, but yes. Oh. Almost. Almost there, buddy. Yeah. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, Albert Einstein is going to be very, very disappointed. So keep going, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, the, today's episode is about one of uh, one of uh, one of our audiences um, asked a question on Instagram from you, and that was so as a response to our previous episode, which was about um, influence of audio on our lives day to day. Um, he his question was. The effect of subliminal learning um, and, generally speaking, effects on us. So, for example, it can be used, as you mentioned in your response by Tony Robbins and your self-education, but it's also used, um, uh, perhaps a little less known, in advertisement often. Now, right. we want to address this subliminal learning. First of all, can you define what it is? You see, subliminal learning or any type of influence that's subliminal in nature is pretty much about you trying to influence people at a subconscious level and indirectly rather than directly and consciously. And ironically, it's a slower form of learning because you're not actively engaged with that process. And also, it takes a long time to change someone's behavior if you want to use that as a form of influence. But ultimately, as you probably know, the subconscious mind is awake 24-7, and it is far more powerful than <clears throat> the conscious mind ever will. And because of this, some, uh, some learning actually has been used uh, throughout basically, uh, you know, not only the modern world, but even in the past, to instruct people and to change their behaviors. And of course, it's a great tool for education, but as you already pointed out, it also could be used uh, to alter people's behavior or preferences via advertising and commercials. Okay, so let's let's branch out into these two kind of separate segments. And first, let's start with uh, education. So how can one use it for their students or for themselves to educate themselves better? Well, as you probably know, I'm a linguist. So uh, we can learn a lot of, for example, languages subliminally. And you probably know there's a lot of courses out of GAR like learn French while sleeping or something. And of course, I personally tend to stay away from those courses as much as possible, because in most cases, they're just uh, pure branding and marketing, and there's no real value in them. But basically, uh, anytime there's a form of audio or sound or music in the background, uh, or there are certain types of visual, uh, basically, uh, pulses in the background, let's say you're watching, for example, something, and then uh, at a millisecond, there are certain, uh, basically, images being shown. Now, your conscious mind will never recognize that little thing, uh, but your subconscious is actually reading on that and actually is changing and affecting your behavior. This is also used in a lot of uh, research uh, in labs as well as psychological tests. So it's a great way to influence, basically. Now, from my point of view, the most effective forms of Subliminal learning, uh, when it comes to audio, of course, is generally for changing your mental condition and the way you feel. Because as you probably know, as we're going throughout our day from morning to night, we're receiving a lot of input through our five senses. And 
we have no conscious awareness of them because there are just too many of them. Because we can actually uh, process them consciously up to seven uh, bits of information per second. So that's not that much, even though we have a lot of information coming in. So some little learning here allows us to improve learning by creating an easier way to have information fed to our mind indirectly. So as in the case of language learning, for example, you can actually just sit back and have, uh, for example, in the, as you're working on your, let's say, uh, I don't know, laundry, you, in the background, listen to the music and sound of a foreign language. And over time, this actually gives you a great idea of what it is. And when it comes to learning other material, for example, let's say you want to, I don't know, perhaps learn uh, new uh, you know, chemical formulas or other ways. So you have the material in the background as you are going uh, basically throughout you know, your day. And you listen to that material and you hear it. And after a while, even though it is not a very efficient or fast way of learning, since it almost costs you nothing because it is subliminal and you don't have to actually spend your time, because of this, it actually ends up becoming a lot more effective over the long term. Because even though learning is very efficient in the short term, when you are focused and you're you know, trying to learn something uh, by paying it full attention, once we have that at a subliminal level, now we have no time limit. So all of a sudden, you can now spend hours per day, I don't know, learning, for example, perhaps new words, let's say new musical, uh, for, for example, uh, material, or let's say scientific uh, journals, or any type of learning, basically, that can be in the background. Uh, but from my point of view, of course, I tend to use subliminal uh, basic learning mainly to condition uh, my mind. Now, if you know NLP, you know conditioning is about giving your mind and your basically uh, body a state of being. Oftentimes, it is associated with peak level or peak psychology, where you are at your best, you're fully sharp, and you feel great. That is basically also another usage of uh, some learning when it comes to education and uh, basically personal development. Amazing. That's that's really good. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned in terms of conditioning your, your mind, your thought, etc. That's, that's great. Um, uh, now, you are somebody who knows a lot of languages, and I suspect you spend a lot of time actively learning them, but do you also use subliminal uh, methods in, in um, developing your language? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people uh, listening to this to this podcast are interested in learning new languages or are doing it. Um, is there any, uh, are there any ways, maybe perhaps podcasts in different languages? I've heard you say, uh, you, I play video games, for instance, in languages that I'm learning. Yeah. Of course, of course. Now, playing video games per se would not necessarily act so sure. much as subliminal when it comes to learning a foreign language because then again, you're fully immersed, you're fully mm -hmm. engaged because subliminal is usually when it's in the background. So you mentioned yeah. uh, audio such as podcasts, such as, you know, just TV being turned on in the background and that's true. So uh, basically before getting here, I was actually listening to some material, you know, in Arabic. So I was actually basically doing my stuff and I was you know, watching Dubai, for example, channels to just hear some Arabic in the background, basically as a form of subliminal learning. And I do this, of course, uh, with a lot of languages and uh, different material. So in language learning, I personally believe that subliminal learning actually is very effective as a means of letting your brain rest. Because as you probably know, if you are trying to learn a language from morning to night, at some point you will have a burnout because it's going to be just, just too much for your uh, you know, brain to take in at once. However, with the power of the subliminal learning, you can actually have that language fed to your mind subconsciously from morning to night without you actually working so much or paying it a lot of conscious attention. And of course, as I personally have experienced, it really works. Just having that in the background really works, especially when it comes to the music of language. Actually, not long ago, I uh, basically published a funny video on uh, Instagram. It was an IGTV exclusive about me imitating different accents. And people asked me, like, Dad, how did you learn all these things? And 
The answer is, of course, subliminal learning, because I literally had all of those uh, basically in my uh, back of my head. And I had mm -hmm. no idea to actually learn to pick up their accents, even though I was you know, listening to my clients and my students and my mm -hmm. friends in different languages. And this actually got me that in the background. So for language learning, of course, it is very efficient. And anybody who wants to get, you know, take their language to the next level, they should definitely, you know, tap into the power of subliminal learning and try to actually listen as much as possible in the background while they're doing other things. And this uh, improves, of course, their overall uh, level of uh, basically fluency because the brain is always learning. Even if yeah. we're not consciously aware of it, the brain is always learning. And that's exactly, you know, hopefully going to get us to the next part, which is why it can be used to change people's behavior mm -hmm. or preferences. And they don't even know why. And this mm -hmm. is, of course, used uh, basically in, uh, uh, let's say, uh, commercials, advertising, and other forms. Uh, not necessarily, of course, in business, but also in politics, in forms of propagandas mm -hmm. or mass, for example, indoctrinations. These could be used, uh, and they have huge impact, of course. Yeah. So before we actually segue there, um, I'm wondering, I know it's a hijack. Uh, IGTV exclusive, but do you can you give us a taste of one of those favorite accents of yours? <laughs> oh well, I don't know. Perhaps you could go for. I mean, my first of course is Russian, and yeah. I like Russian very much because I have spent a lot of time trying to learn the language, and I have to tell you that it's not very easy for me to do that. But when you hear this every day from different people, it helps you to understand what it is. And of course, that's just one of the things, basically, oh, yeah. because it allows you to. <laughs> learn it and to practice it basically and i hear this of course i have a lot of uh, great contacts from russia and it'd be exact same thing of course in different languages but what really matters of course is trying to hear it in the background to a great perspective to learn about it and then be mm -hmm. somehow imitated which is very important of course in language learning okay yeah, that's good that's good uh, i appreciate it <laughs> all right so let's segue to the, to the other buddy yeah thank you <laughs> so let's segue to the other part um which is mainly about um influencing people without their knowledge, without their perhaps consent. Because if you're doing it to yourself, if you're learning something, language, whatever, it's probably intentional and you have consented to it. But a lot of times through advertisement, yes, political campaigns, propaganda, etc., you're being influenced left and right without your um, consent or knowledge um, or even awareness uh, that you're not later in, in two weeks time, well, not two weeks, but two years time, you see yourself a different person and you have no idea what that is, why that is. So now advertisement, I guess it's a little bit more intuitive. People have seen these subliminal, uh, you know, effects, for example, you know, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, whatever, visually, especially, auditory, oh, obviously. Exactly. Um, Sure. Let, let's let's talk about that a little bit. But can you also segue to the political and uh, pro, pro, propaganda Definitely. side of it? Yeah. Well, they actually they are very much linked because they're about influence. You see, yeah. uh, a perfect example of subliminal learning is actually billboards. Because when you're walking around the city as you're driving, believe it or not, you do not pay a lot of conscious attention to the billboards. And of course, billboards are designed like this. And of course, mainly not just billboards, like all you know, all types of commercials. The ones that you see pop in and out, for example, uh, let's say on your uh, browser, uh, basically on your app's phone. So ultimately, advertising is designed to make you feel familiar with something without you putting a lot of time to learn to get, you know, to get to know that thing, right? Because human mind is like this. If we are exposed to anything, whether it is, for example, a new idea, whether it is a new product or a new language, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter how strange or even alien that concept might be. If we are exposed to it frequently enough, 
eventually we come to see that thing as it belonging to us. Like we feel a sense of connection to it. That could be a mere, uh, for example, brand, could be a product, could be a drink, uh, could be, for example, a new gadget or a new system, a company, or even sometimes a political basically, uh, way of uh, uh, running the government. So all of these things are subject to influence. And unfortunately, a lot of us, we think like, well, that's not for me. I'm a very mm -hmm. smart guy. This is not about intelligence. It doesn't matter how smart you are. We all, even, right now, you and I are sitting here discussing this issue, and we are consciously analyzing different aspects. You and I are as susceptible to this thing as anybody else, which means it doesn't matter how much you know about this consciously, you are not immune to this subconscious impact that will, of course, have on you. So as you're driving to and from work every single day and you have this Coca-Cola's, let's say, logo in the background, you're saying like, well, that's just nothing. I, I don't like sugary drinks. It's not for me at all. I don't really care about these things. But, you then, I don't know, after a few weeks, you end up going to the grocery store. You just you're in your head like, yeah, I got to pay the bills and all those things. And you, uh, you know, pay the cashier and you grab yourself like, what is that? Why did I just buy Coca-Cola? I don't know how, how it happened. And this is one of the, you know, uh, the impacts of this, because, of course, this is a form of visual learning at a subconscious level. Now, auditorially, of course, many other things could happen as well in terms of using music, uh, let's say in your commercials and other forms of giving you that basically immersion. Because the fact of the matter is, if you are exposed to anything, even if you are not consciously aware of it, you are going to be influenced by that. Doesn't really matter. Even if, which is why I think the best way not to be influenced is to actually get away from that object that could actually influence you. That's like the only permanent solution. It's kind of like, you know, if you want safety of your, uh, for example, data, just put a sticker or on a duct tape over the, you know, let's say your uh, laptop's uh, camera. It's, it's kind of like that. Like the only way not to be influenced by something or someone or some idea is to just simply be away from it and not paid any conscious attention nor receive any subliminal imp impact basically from that thing. And because of this, it's now being used openly, uh, basically in a variety of things. That's why advertising and commercial industry is such a big industry because it works because mm -hmm. it persuades billions of people around the world to buy products they don't need to impress people they don't actually like. And this is like the power of uh, some little learning when, when, it's, when it applies to uh, basically business. And we are all uh, vulnerable in this regard. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, I suppose um, we're closing in on the U.S. elections. I suppose we're going to see a lot of that in those campaigns. Well, Listen, as you probably know, I'm an endorser of uh, basically Joe Biden. Uh, but the fact of the matter is even Joe himself is very smart and he understands these things. So uh, even though he uh, I, I personally don't like Trump, uh, you can see how Joe Biden is actually using a lot of great, uh, well-designed, for example, uh, attack ads that he's making against uh, Trump. Like he picks up, for example, one for recently Trump in one of the interviews. Uh, he was saying like, uh, yeah, we have a lot of de uh, deaths. It is what it is. And we're doing our best. So Biden took that phrase, it is what it is, and then repeated it like five times in one attack ad. These things might be like, well, well, voters will know. That's just one of the phrases that he said. But the fact of the matter is those types of subliminal impact, especially when repeated again and again via social media, of course, will have a huge impact on the voters. And now we are seeing this happening. Obviously, top politicians are experts at uh, this type of influence because they are oftentimes the kind of people who have paid a lot of money to their campaign managers to create such types of ads to promote their ideas, basically. And 
because of this, we are susceptible to that type of influence as well. And that is why I think that it's much better for society as a whole to be well-educated and well-informed about politics. Otherwise, most people could end up making decisions based mm-hmm. upon uh, merely ads. And just take a look at our last election in 2016. And a lot of people simply voted for Trump because of these things, because they felt like he will make all these changes, even though they had no idea who Trump was. And because of this, of course, we have to know how we can deal with this issue and how to somehow uh, keep ourselves immune against uh, all of this negative impact. All right. That's very great. Um, I think we talked about most of the things we aimed to talk about. And this was supposed to be a shorter episode uh, as a response to like a follow up to our previous episode, because we talked about the influence of audio um, and we talked about a lot of the aspects that are conscious, but also a lot of aspects that are that were unconscious, like the subliminal impacts. And um, yeah, so I think um, I think I think this was a good sum up from my perspective. But is there something else that we missed out, uh, left out that you want to talk about? Well, first of all, I want to thank our listener who actually gave us this idea to discuss this matter. But I really believe that if we want to protect ourselves against negative influence, we have to be aware of some little learning of all sorts. Now, that's not always bad. We can actually personally make good use of this technology because it really is. It's nothing more than a technology for influencing other people, basically, right? So if you have the ability to use that for yourself, that's great. Now, we mentioned that we can use some little learning for a variety of you know types of learning be it foreign languages, be it, for example, uh, new concepts in school or in university. And at the same time, we can use it for changing our mental condition. For example, ask yourself, what type of sound is there in my background in my home most of the time? Is it classic music? Is it death metal and doom metal? Is it you know Britney Spears? Because all of these are going to change your impact. If you're in the background with some you know classic music most of the time, the chances are you're more introverted and very kind of like soft and at the same time very well, you know, aware and probably very intelligent. If you have a lot of doom metal in the background, then don't worry why you want to just punch somebody in the face and you don't know why. And this happens as well, right? And of course, all of these things depends on it. Uh, now, this could be uh, not just limited to your, let's say, your audio in the background. It could be also about the image you have in the background. So what kind of colors are you exposed to most of the time? That's going to make you, you know, uh, feel differently about that, you know, based upon the, co- uh, you know, the color that you're listening, you know, that you're paying attention to, and that you're listening to, and all those things. And finally, it's about using it, unfortunately, to manipulate other people. So we are all vulnerable here. So if you're watching, let's say, I don't know, a certain commercial, I'm like, oh, that's not for me. I know that Coca-Cola is just nothing more than diabetes that so that is sold in bottles and cans. But the fact of the matter is, if you're exposed to it enough. Eventually, you come to see Coca-Cola as nothing but a familiar product that you will actually pick up without even knowing why when you're just doing your grocery shopping. Of course, we also mentioned that this could be used to create uh, basically a new approach to dogma by trying to create propagandas and influence voter behavior. And of course, we've seen this already happening in our last election. Less so that this time, it'll be a little bit different. That's great. Uh, Thank you again for joining us and talking to us, Dan. My pleasure, buddy. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and uh, listening to our episode. I hope this was useful for you. And until a later episode, have a good one.